Welcome back to episode 47 of Who's on Top. I'm your host, Ori, and it is exciting this week. We have a really good episode planned for you. Let's start it by introducing off our analysts. Uh, quarantining at Rutgers after some close contacts, we have the Russian machine, Ellis Gordon. Ooh. And making the noises out of his turn, we have the mayor of his town, Jeremy Giles. At your service. And restricted to one bench and looking like he's restricted to all the equipment in the gym, we got... Daniel Fox. You know, you know how it is. Just on grind 24-7 and Shinatova. Shinatova. And finally, chewing on his Jew chain and Madden Goat, Jacob Kazan. What's up, guys? I'm the only one not at school, but it's nice to be home. Uh, well, I'm your host, Ori. It is January 27th, and we have a great episode planned for you. Let's start off with the quick tip-off. We'll get this episode started off with some quick tips from Daniel Fox. Yeah, welcome to the tip-off. I'm Daniel Fox. I'll be hosting this, and we're going to talk a little bit more baseball. Uh, got Jacob here, got Ellis here, uh, and we're going to go through some baseball news. So I'll start with the Red Sox making some moves. Last week, I was like, hey, Red Sox, what are you doing? And they woke up. They re-signed Martin Perez. They went out, they signed Kike Hernandez, good clubhouse guy. Garrett Richards, talented. Uh, some injury problems, but he looked really good last year. 99th in fastball spin rate. Ooh. You like that? They went out and they traded Adam on a veto. Got him from the Yankees. Surprising move. So the Red Sox are making some moves, but they're still playing catch up in the AL East. We'll get Ellis. What do the Yankees do this week? Yeah, their rivals, the Yankees, got a pitcher tie on and a very high um, upside, low floor. Not high floor, I meant to say, because I mean, very injury prone over the last years, and his career has been riddled with injuries. You know, the, said, the way Ellis was pronouncing this earlier, you thought uh, yeah. Tyon's first no, I actually name. Tyon's first name was Megan Lee. <laughs> I actually had him on my fantasy team for a bunch of years. That was good, but but either way, um, yeah, but but you know, the talent is there. He's shown the talent when he has been healthy. So good pickup by the Yankees. Also, quickly they got Darren O'Day, a uh, solid bullpen dude on a year. So yeah, the Yankees also bolstering that pitching depth, which now has a lot of outcomes could be very bad could be very good this year we'll see on to jacob with the other mlb news and notes yes i've got a couple notes right here phillies resigned romuto one of the best catchers in baseball both hitting and fielding blue jays unfortunately for me for the, being a yankee fan they, they signed marcus Simeon from the athletics very good defensive shortstop good leadoff hitter and the twins signed angelson simmons maybe it'll help them get out of the first round in the playoffs uh dan back to you yeah, so a lot of moves. Things are picking up. Still a lot of free agents out there. Uh, we expect Trevor Bauer to go uh, sometime in the near future. But uh, just some other MLB notes. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we're sad to hear that Hank Aaron passed away, 86 years old, uh, was the all-time home run cane, 24-time All-Star, just a great player and a great man. Um, and the MLB Hall of Fame was announced and nobody got in. Quite disappointing. Kurt Schilling came the closest, but he actually lost votes because he is a terrible person. Um, next year, my boy Big Poppy's on the ballot. We'll and Aroid. And Aroid's on the ballot. So it's going to be very interesting. Every, everybody here knows I'm a huge baseball Hall of Fame nerd. 
I'm looking forward to talking about it next year when we have some candidates who are not assholes. Ori, I'll send it back to you, Mr. Host. Speaking of legends that passed away, um, we also want to kind of talk about Kobe Bryant, who passed away just a year ago. We all remember where we were when it happened. And it just, you know, it kind of shook the world, him and Gianna passing away. We're, we're very saddened by everything that happened that day. And we just, all the NBA players really commemorated it in a really nice and beautiful way. There are plenty of tributes throughout the past year. And it really just kind of goes to show how 2020 sucked um, in pretty much every way. That's kind of the beginning of where, where it all went downhill. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. We all hope you're in a better place. All right. So on a lighter note, let's move on to, um, on a much lighter note, <laughs> let's move on to Jacob's Twitter game. Oh, God, what a transition. <laughs> well, welcome to, thank you, Ori, and welcome to Jacob's Twitter game. Uh, again, if you weren't here last week, it's when I go all raccoon and I go sift through the garbage of Jacob's Twitter. Go through the trash, and I find some gems. And we're going to go through these gems. And we're going to ask our fellow analysts if they could guess the context behind Jacob's crying. And we'll start with question number one. Jacob once retweeted this. This is like being awake during your own surgery. Who was the original tweeter, and what was the context? A, Eric Hubbs, Game 5, ALDS. B, Alex Wilson, who's a Giants beat guy, Week 17. C, Jimmy Kimmel, election night, or D, Michael Kasdan on a week weekend vacation with. His I'm gonna son. I'm gonna Can add go? another I'm gonna add another option, E, Ellis during an ab workout. That is true. No, 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 no. That's uh, that's that's a prison. You're but prison. can I guess? Prison. Yeah, you can. So pass. I think Alex Wilson has too much journalistic integrity to saying <laughs> such stupid things. But there's one man on this list that does not have that journalistic integrity. And his name is not Michael Kazin, because Michael Kazin has that journalistic integrity. His name is Eric Hubs, so I'm going with that one. I'm also going to go with Hubs. I second, I second, or third. I don't know who Eric Hubs is, so okay, I'll go with the majority. Low-key, though, I think it could be my dad, not going to lie. It could be your dad. I think he said, this is like being awake through your own open heart surgery on vacation with you. No, you guys are all wrong. It was Jimmy Kimmel on election night. We got a little political twit. Uh, political oh, Jacob. I wasn't expecting that. That, okay, that, okay. Political okay. that makes sense. That makes sense. That, that sounds, makes that, sense. That, that sounds like that sounds. Oh wait, yeah. Jimmy okay, Kimmel, here's what. Yeah, that sounds like something Eric Hubs would say. My bad. No, all right, we'll move on to number two, guys. Pick, start to pick it up. Uh, number two, Jacob once replied to me, "Nah, cutie." What was this in reference to? A. Me suggesting that the Yankees would get swept by the Indians. B. Me tweeting about being a lifelong Bucks fan. C, me tweeting that the only one on the podcast who has seen a team win a championship, or D, me tweeting that A.J. Dillon has bigger quads than Saquon Barkley. A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon. That was an easy one. That was an <laughs> I remember, easy one. I remember that tweet. You were on the board. Right, A.J. Dillon is a large man. Though. He is yeah, a huge That man. was so funny. So that was like, because like, I was having when he tr- – he, he trucked the box player. That was he, he didn't even truck him. He just said we're coming along for an eight yard. <laughs> oh, I remember. Yeah, <laughs> we're running, yeah. looking like Daniel in snow football. On July third, this is you have to guess a numerical number. On July thirtieth, Jacob retweeted the Giancarlo Stanton haters are awfully quiet right now. What did Stanton proceed to hit for the remainder of the regular season? What was his batting average? Point two two two. What season is it? This year, this year. I'm saying 0.222. I know, I know he hit somewhere around 200. 208. I'm going to go 190. Or he was the closest. It was 483. Jesus. Like, Damn. <laughs> That's a cold take, but That was that yeah. was a shot, though. That was a f- shot. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is another shot. Ready? 
how many games did it take Jacob to complain about into the Yankee season? Did it take for him to complain about the umpires? A, one, B, five, C, 11, or D? He's never complained about the umpires. <laughs> one, I'm going to go with one. Five. One, I'm a five. One. I'm going one. It was one. It took him a single and remember, that game was only six innings. So it took only a couple innings for Jacob to start crying about the umpires. That's embarrassing. Oh, my God. Oh, Is that not. it? Okay. <laughs> You're just passionate, Jacob. It was probably okay. C.B. Buckner's bitch. It was not. Uh, was it C.B. Buckner? I don't remember. It okay, was. Ready? It was C.B. Buckner. Next one. Jacob once tweeted, the judge has risen already. Face of New York baseball. What kind of game was this? A, preseason. B, regular season. C postseason or D World Series. It's gotta, be, it's gotta be preseason. preseason. It's gotta be preseason. It was preseason, you loser. <laughs> it's the face of New York baseball. <laughs> that is true, though. That, in fairness, it's a weird it's a weird time to tweet it, but that is true. This one, everyone should get this one. Um, the night before the season, Jacob retweeted the Empire Strikes Back. Did the Yankees win the World Series that year? A, yes. B, of course not. <laughs> No, they did not, unfortunately. Unfortunately. No, Sadly. no, no they haven't. World Series, the podcasts were invented. That's pretty and That's Cups Jacob's the, Twitter game, everybody. Cups in the rose. Well, <laughs> I thought that <laughs> was a, a wonderful game. Thank you, Daniel Fox, for, as always, giving us the best content. All I was time. very entertained. And guess what? You're going to get a third segment now, hosted actually, by no, Daniel no, no. Let's Fox. Let's switch it up. Everyone's tired. It's, everyone's tired. I can, no, I can no, do no. My game. I can do my game if you actually no, want to. No, we want to hear Daniel Fox. We want, we we want, want hear, the Fox. We want the Fox. So, how many months have I been doing this podcast? Four? I think it's a national disgrace that I've yet to mention the Peloton the holy grail of, of workout equipment. The Peloton is a state-of-the-art workout machinery meant for all ages, genders, and ethnicities. Take it from me. I've been riding the Peloton for years and I have thighs like metal. This stuff works. Just strap it and ride and watch the results pour in. Feel like going on a relaxing trip? Take the scenic ride. Feel like putting in some work? Take a power zone ride with Matt Wilpers. There are limitless options, and the only thing holding you back is stigma from people like Ellis. Don't let that toothpick hold you back. Go get yourself a Peloton. Very good. Or if you want to this be a real man, ride right? this, this ad is sponsored by the Suburban Mom Association. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Daniel, for another great advertisement. You only bring your best. And now it is time for some sad boy hours, as Daniel would like to say. This is where we discuss what went wrong with teams from the NFL from the NFC and AFC championship games, specifically the Packers led by Aaron Rodgers and the Bills led by the Blade Runner. Ellis, do you want to take this first? What do you want me, Bills or Packers? First? Why don't we talk about your why don't you talk about your Blade Runner a little? What happened was simply the Chiefs, you know, not not the Blade Runner's best game by by any stretch of the imagination, not the Bills' best game. But honestly, I'm not even gonna chalk it up to that. I'm gonna chalk it up to this. The Chiefs just they were on different levels at this point in time. The Chiefs are on a level of their own and the Bills are an elite team, but they're just not there. First off, their defense was just not fast enough. And playing and McDermott should have changed away from the zone he was playing, but you showed the minute he changed away from zone and sent in a safety blitz, Tyree Kill caught a pass for 60 yards. So I while I say that, I mean he I don't know if he could have done much more than that. Josh Allen could have played a little cleaner. Um, he has ups. He also had his downs in that game, 
but the Chiefs defense came out to play. Um, Bills O-line did not completely dominate the line of scrimmage. And if the Chiefs are dominating, the weakest part of this Chiefs team is the defense. And if you're getting no time to pass on this Chiefs defense, you're just screwed because you're not you're not stopping the offense, especially a non Bills are very good defense, but not an elite, no non-elite defense is stopping this offense. But pretty much my final verdict on the Bills is they'll be back. You saw that Stefan Diggs was um, on the sidelines side during the Super Bowl, uh, the AFC ch- Championship celebration, and he was just watching, just watching the Chiefs soaking in. They got to add a few more pieces, in particular, uh, maybe linebacker run stuffing, um, maybe, um, yeah, maybe an out edge rusher since they're both getting old. Um, Roy Addison is getting old, but they'll need a few more pieces. Another year, good year from Josh Allen. They will be back, baby, and the Bills will be back. The Blade Runner is going to be stronger than ever. <laughs> Bills. Yeah, I think that was a re- resounding endorsement. Uh, Jacob, as you beat everyone in Madden, you must have some good football advice for us. Yeah, I mean, I think Ellis put it very well. And I, when I'm when I am playing online, I often do use the Bills. Yeah, Ellis put it really well. Obviously, just the Chiefs, one of the hardest teams to beat in the NFL. Speed all around, talent all around. And other than that, Michael Hardman fumble on the punt on the first drive, they were their offense and was pretty much perfect the whole game. Yeah, Ellis said they need to bring in a. Uh, defensive line, linebackers, and pass rush to stack the box a little more. But one other piece I think that they could really use is a better running back. Because I'm really not high on Devin Singletary and neither on Zach Moss. Neither of them are fast. They're both kind of undersized. And this free agent class is not the greatest, but there are some good names out there, such as Aaron Jones. I'd like to possibly see him go there. And I think that makes the offense a lot stronger and takes a lot of pressure off Josh Allen. The big problem with the Bills isn't the Bills themselves, but the Chiefs in that I don't see what happens with other AFC teams really mattering as long as the Chiefs stay the Chiefs, right? Like at this point, if you look at that game, like the Bills, they didn't play a perfect game, but they played well and the game still was not close. So it's really the onus is on the Chiefs to mess up, right? Either for Patrick Mahomes maybe to get injured or for this roster to eventually just get too expensive for them to afford or in some way break up. Like, it just, until this roster breaks up, I just almost don't know how much it matters what the other teams are. Because I do think the Bills are a really good team. I think they're the second best team in the AFC. With that said, they weren't, to, in my mind, they weren't even really close to the Chiefs when we saw them play on the same field. I think Jeremy just yeah, made a great point there. Every move they should make this offseason and for the next two to three years should be, at least, should be designed towards beating the Chiefs. And, you know... Here at Ithaca, we big Bills fan base. We were hyped. Everyone was watching the game. We had a huge, we have a huge Bills fan here. And they're up nine nothing. We were going crazy. Boom, 21-9. Boom, boom, boom. That's all that's all it took. And I said, hey, well, they'll be back. And I'm confident they'll be back. But I'm that's for the AFC championship game. So how can they get to the Super Bowl? And to get to the Super Bowl, you probably need to go into Kansas City and win. I think they need to get better um, interior defensively against the run. You know, Ed Oliver is a good player. Veron Butler is a pretty good player, but I think they just need to get better against the run. I think their secondary is pretty much there. Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde are great safeties. And Tredavious White is one of the best corners of the game. And like Jacob said, I think Aaron Jones would be a great fit as a running back. I think, you know, Josh Allen is great. We could all, you know, admit that. But look, they put so much pressure on him. It worked against the Ravens when he threw the ball, you know, every single play in the first quarter. But it doesn't work against the Chiefs. It doesn't work when he's getting pressure. And, you know, he played okay, but he did. It felt like the weight of the game was getting was getting to him. So I think you need to take some of that pressure off with 
explosive running back. And one last quick point I want to make before we transition to the Packers, which I think is the more heated debate we're about to have. But to beat the Chiefs as the Bills, you're going, you're going to need something that their linebackers are great. Matt Milano, Tremaine Edwards can cover, but what what they don't have is speed. I mean, I mean, it's a fine speed, but it's not Chiefs speed. The reason why, and, and we'll talk, this is not our Super Bowl episode, but the Bucks do match up better than I think any team against the Chiefs um, because their line, other than like the Steelers, because their linebackers have speed. You need speed, and the Bills linebackers were just too slow. Not that they're bad, they're just too slow. So they need to pick some maybe like low value speed due to the linebacker. I mean, it's actually really quick. Yeah, but I think I think Ellis's point. Good teams kind of set the standard for the rest of the league, and the Chiefs have kind of done that with the speed. Like yeah. they're gonna kind of change the meta of the league to acquire a lot more speedy players. But I know we kind of wanted to move on to uh, the Packers game because I've received more than six hundred texts, and I'm not exaggerating this weekend of uh, Ellis and Daniel and the rest of people going on and on about whether Aaron Rodgers is a fraud and if he is not. And okay, I'll set the groundwork a little. So Daniel has the whole season been complaining that Aaron Rodgers is a fraud and whole life more like it has been complaining that one of the most talented quarterbacks um, is not actually what he claims to be and is fraud. um, Whilst Others claim that he is indeed the best quarterback in the playoffs and is being let down by his team every year. There was an interesting 538 article um, and some tweets that came out about Aaron Rodgers. So, Daniel, with that, you have the floor. And let's make this lively. No, we'll we'll keep this civil. Um, Look, Aaron Rodgers is probably the most talented uh, quarterback to ever ever set foot on a football field. Okay? And I do respect the talent, but at a certain point, Put some blame on the man. Everybody wants to look at the coach. They want to look at the defense. Well, he had a top 10 defense this year. His defense got him three turnovers in the second half that he turned into six points. And you can say, oh, there's a lot of pressure on him. He was holding the ball so long. Usually he could just run around and make all these crazy plays. But when he couldn't do that and they forced him to be a pocket passer, he was missing checkdowns. They were open for him. He went two for nine in the red zone. That is terrible. Tom Brady wins that game. You get three second half picks for Tom Brady, he wins that game. Aaron Rodgers, are you a are you a goat? Are you a goat? You've got to go win that game. You had everything. You had a, you were playing a team with two safeties out that you had home field advantage. You had all these weapons. You have Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones and all these guys. I know Aaron Jones got hurt, but and he couldn't get it done. He couldn't get everything was on his way. And this is the fifth NFC Championship game that Aaron Rodgers has played bad in. Five. Put some, or Ellis is going to complain, but it's true. In 2010, he played awful against the Bears. Got bailed out by his defense. 2014, his defense got him five picks. He didn't do anything with them. 16 and 19, he didn't score a point in the first half. He is a fraud. You are the greatest, most talented quarterback to ever play the position. Do something in the NFC Championship, Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, I, I was thinking today because I was just so annoyed at, at, at the earlier conversation off the podcast. And I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking, why does Dan just completely ignore all facts and evidence? But, and actually, I do think, I do think there is a reason. I think I understand his perspective because I was thinking like Tom Brady's never had really like nothing. Uh, like when Tom Brady makes mistakes and which he does. And, and the, by, by the way, Tom Brady, best playoff QB. I'm not saying Tom Brady is a better, Aaron Rodgers is a better playoff QB than Tom Brady. Tom Brady, best playoff QB, most clutch is the best. We're not debating that. But when he makes mistakes in the playoffs, his coach, his offense, 
his defense bail him out. And you can see that by this called expected <laughs> point average in which Tom Brady out of the top 10 playoff QBs in the last like, what, 20, I think 15, 20, 20 years has the fourth best defense and special teams in expected point average. Only behind, you can guess it, Joe Flacco, Dominic McNabb, Russell Wilson. Um, Aaron Rodgers, on the other hand, has the worst. And not only the worst, the only person near him is minus two points, and it's Drew Brees. And we all remember those New Orleans defenses. So so Aaron Rodgers has by far the worst. Tom Brady's defense and special teams produce a touchdown more than Aaron Rodgers' teams in a playoff game. And why do I say all this? Because who has the best offensive point, efficient points per average game? It's Aaron Rodgers. And the thing is, Dan says he's played bad in all these playoff games, but I mean, that, that's just simply not true. That's just false. Look at the Maybe, numbers. Look at the numbers. I mean, I, I okay. have to. I mean, to pull up the rest of the numbers. Do we, the point being is, yeah, wait, give me a second. I have points here. I mean, he has led some abysmal teams to the to good positions. On top of that, I mean, if you just want to look at this game, for example, yes, Aaron Rodgers was not clutch. But I mean, I think, and, and, there, and Aaron Rodgers certainly deserves some blame, especially when it comes to clutch factor. But let's see, Devontae Adams drops the touchdown pass. Drop. That was a tough play. That was a tough play. He's but Chris, five, Brady had five drops. Brady had five drops. Oh, Brady, also threw, Brady also threw three second half interceptions, which if Rodgers capitalized on, would have could have easily Wait. lost in the game. So Brady was just as exactly, much clutch Jeremy. in that game as Rogers. Exactly. My point Jeremy. is that Brady. My point is that Brady was not any more clutch than Rogers in that game. It's just that. No, not in that game. Not in that game. No. Wait, wait, hold up though, because Kevin King let up literally uh, offense, and their offense didn't go for it on fourth and goal. And you know, you can say like, all right, here's I guess my argument: Is Aaron Rodgers the clutchest QB? No, I think he's actually slightly under clutch. If you say, but cl- there are a lot of things about clutch go into clutchness: luck, skill, defense, special teams, coach. Aaron Rodgers has had the skill, but not always had the other four. Tom Brady says always had the other four and credit to Tom Brady. Not true though. It's not true. He has had the coach. He has had Bill Belichick, but he's, he's carried bad defense. Well, then explain to me why the stats say that Aaron Rodgers' defense let up and special teams let up a touchdown more than Tom Brady's. In I, EPA? I, I, I can't yes, explain that it real is quick. That is a fact. Go, Jacob. Go, Jacob. One last His defenses have not one been one as good as Tom Brady. Although, although Tom Brady's defenses are weighted by the early 2000s. Okay? I need to say one point more. Yeah, go. Rodgers is not, I don't think, a top five playoff QB. He is not a GOAT by sense. But to call him a fraud, which in my mind is not like a top 20 playoff QB of all time, is so ridiculously stupid. He's a fraud GOAT. He's a fraud GOAT. He's not a fraud But no one, but no one. Okay, but Dan, but people the one, do. Dan, people do. What, okay, no. Okay, people Dan, say. No, one, that's no, 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 no. People say he's the most talented of all time. Which People is a call fair the argument. Goat. Okay, Actually, no one calls him Aaron, a goat. If you call Aaron Rodgers a goat, wait, real quick. If you call Aaron Rodgers a goat because you a fraud because you think people he's a fraud goat, I'll agree. Now I disagree. I think you're delusional in the fact. I think that you know what I think. It was? I think you're protecting there Tom Brady a, against like the two kids. No, 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 no. There was a there was a time in there was a time in the NFL where I think they were comparing how good Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers yeah. is. Before that, that, time is that time is well at gone and past. Before the Falcons Super Bowl, which okay. I think is a perfectly fair comparison. Okay. But to say he's a fraud in that. He's not a top 10 playoff QB or top 10, maybe top 15 playoff QB. All of NFL history is ridiculous. I, I see your point. I see your point there. And that if you say to me, look, Daniel, Aaron Rodgers has had some poor. He's a super talented player. He's fun to watch. He's a tremendous player. And he has gotten a look in the playoffs, but he also deserves a lot of the blame 
for some of these losses, especially in NFC Championship days, I'll say, fine, he's not a fraud. That's a good assessment. But if you're like, oh, he's the GOAT, and you never put any blame on him. Ethan Masseri, if you're listening. I feel like um, you have like, this debate with Ethan Masseri because I don't think any of us are saying I, I think they're no called Aaron Rodgers to go, but I think Aaron Rodgers, there's plenty to blame in that game for him. Fine. Should we go on to the what, – what, let's talk about what the Packers need to go uh, do going Yeah, forward. Yeah, yeah. Resign their players. Resign their players. Yeah, honestly, I think yeah, – They have a lot of free agents. To be honest, I think they're pretty good going forward. The only thing that I think I'd highly recommend is, one, replace Kevin King or teach him how to play defense. No, on a serious note, though, what I think I'd say is – get another weapon behind Devontae Adams. I know Martin Valdez played really well, but it really is well. in Lazar, yeah. but it really is a big gap between Adams and everyone else. Yeah, and running back awesome. wise, I think they'll be fine with AJ Dillon. We all know Joe's the free agent. Dillon's looks promising from his first year in the in the in the, the, in the league. But yeah. Sign their resign their players, teach some discipline because that Kevin King play was absolutely unacceptable. And I think the Packers they'll be back in a similar spot next year. All right. Um I think that concludes us to the end of the morg. Thank you for coming here. We hope you stay with us permanently as always. And let's move on to some NFL postseason poems. Jeremy, let the smooth sounding sounds of Jeremy soothe I mean, you to bed. Here we go. I, Jeremy. I mean, what can I say? So I think to end this season, I thought I was only right. This has been the season of Hamilton. I don't know if we'll do Hamilton again, but I want to do one last Hamilton poem. So I'm doing my favorite song, My Shot. And no, this is incorporating every playoff team. So don't worry. If you want to get a shout out about how bad your team was in the playoffs, I got you. I am so throwing away my shot. I am so throwing away my shot. Hey, yo, I'm just like my QB. I'm young, scrappy, and crappy, and I'm so throwing away my shot. I'm going to get another chance, you'll see. I probably shouldn't brag, but dang, I'm bad and admonished. The problem is I literally got no brains, no polish. They gotta holler just to be heard with every word. I drop knowledge. I'm a quartz in the rough, a shiny piece of coal, trying to reach my goal. My power speech impeachable, only 26, but my mind is colder. These New York City streets get warmer. I shoulder be missed, throw every disadvantage. I have learned to manage. I don't have a gun to brandish. I got go in the game, banish this plan. The spark of was to fan a rob spark into a flame but damn it's getting dark so let me spell up my name i am the m-i-t-c-h-e-l-l-t we are meant to be a playoff team that runs independently meanwhile the saints keep shitting on us endlessly essentially they sack me relentlessly the king breeze turns around and runs a throwing spree sean ain't ever gonna let our offense free will there be a touchdown in this century Enter me, Graham says in parentheses. Don't be shocked when your last play goes to me. I will lay down my body if it scores with P eventually. You'll see my Hall of Fame candidacy. And I'm so throwing away my shot. I am so throwing away my shot. Yo, I'm just like my DB. I'm young, scrappy, and crappy, and I'm so throwing away my shot. I am so throwing away my shot. I am so throwing away my shot. Hey, yo, I'm just like my running back. I'm young, scrappy, and crappy, and I'm so throwing away my shot. Russ tried to take a shot. He dreamed of life, then O-line. The unrest in his life will lead to anarchy. Anarchy? Oh, how you say? Oh, anarchy. When Donald rushes, he makes the other side panicky with his sack. You golf's like a QB apprentice. It somehow has Pete Carroll in local parentis. He's starting his offense because he knows it's his chance to socially advance. Then him backing up some dunks. Woo, I'm going to take a shot. But Russ will never be truly free till he can cook just like my favorite chef, me. Russ and DK, do or die. 
Wait till one day Rosselli's in O-line healthy, but today the Rim Battalion hit their shot. Geniuses, lower your voices. Unless you're in the NFC East, you keep out of trouble and you double your choices. But for Ron, I'm with you, but the situation is fraught. The Bucks are carefully taught. Henneke talked that your team is going to get shot. Lamar, check what we got. King Derrick Henry, hard rock like Lance a lot. The stopping him was hot. Baltimore, I like you a lot. Jackson hot, hatch a plot. Blacker than the kettle calling the plot. What are the odds the gods will stop Tannehill on the spot? Popping the squad of conventional wisdom, like it or not. But you're way too loud on a mission, Raven loyalists. Give Campbell position, show him where the quarterback is. Oh, am I talking too loud? Sometimes Lamar gets overexcited, shoots off at the mouth. He has never had a group of friends before. Wait, the Bills, he definitely did not make y'all proud. Let's get this guy out of playoffs abound. I am thro- so throwing away my shot. I am so throwing away my shot. Hey, yo, I'm just like my QB. I'm old, scrappy, and crappy, and I'm so throwing away my shot. I am so throwing away my shot. I am so throwing away my shot. Ayo, I'm just like my QB. I'm old, scrappy, and crappy, and I'm so throwing away my shot. Big Ben, please don't sing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Over my head. Whoa, whoa. Shit, Defender, I didn't see ya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I said pick. The ball's going to the rooftop, guys. Whoa, whoa, whoa. To, to the floor. Whoops. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Come on, yeah. Come on, let's go. Fall down. When Phillip's living on his legs, you fall down. Tell his son that he's got to fall down. Tell his 10 other sons they got to fall down. When are the Frank Wright Colts going to rise up? When are the Frank Wright Colts going to rise up? The Frank Wright Colts going to rise up. When are Frank Wright Colts going to rise up? Rise up. The Browns imagine lost so much. It feels more like a memory. When's it going to get them? Oh, it's 16 again. The Kansas City Chiefs ahead of me. Yeah, the Kansas City Chiefs ahead of me. They got me. If the Bills see the Chiefs coming, do they run or do they let it be? Josh Allen playing like a beat without a melody. See, Bills, Browns, we never thought we'd win more than 10. Where we come from, we often get half as many. Ask anybody why we live in fast and we laugh, reach for a flask. We had to make the playoffs last. That's plenty. Scratch that. This is not a season. It's the progress. We're all the talented brothers with something to prove when foes oppose us. We blew their defense out. We rolled like Moses, claiming our promised land. And now that we made the playoffs, is that a guarantee of good fortune for our descendants? The success we won began and end the swing from good to loss with no defendants. The state knew the Bucks in the past excited, but Jesus between all breeze injuries and fighting. Baden been learning and fighting. They learned to handle their offensive situation. They were a nation of states. Now there's one state in a nation. The Bucks passed patiently waiting. They're passionately spashing the entire Packers nation. Every offensive action and act of creation. They're laughing in the face of Aaron Rodgers' sorrow. For the first time, they're off to the click and ready for tomorrow. And the Chiefs are not throwing away their shot. The Bucks are not throwing away their shot. Ayo, they're just like their QBs. They're great, scrappy, and hungry, and they're not throwing away their shot. Mahomes is going to rise up. Time to take a shot. They're not throwing away their shot. Brady going to rise up. Time to take a shot. They're not throwing away their shot. They're going to rise up, rise up. It's time to take a shot. Rise up, rise up. It's time to take a shot. Rise up. It's time to take a shot. Rise up. Take a shot. Shot, shot. Time to take a shot. Time to take a shot. And they're not throwing away their not throwing away their shot. So good, Jeremy. Amazing. Stand ovation. Stand ovation.
Fan innovation. Wait, I can't. Best conclusion to a segment we've ever had. Way to be. Way to be. Fantastic. That was fantastic, Jeremy. I thought that was an amazing segment, and we will definitely keep it. Let's move on. Say bye to it for now. Yes. Bye to it for now. It's time for um, Ellis's game, loosely based on Molly's game again, because there's going to be hot celebrities in it, right, Ellis? No, it's a game about statistics. How interesting. Yeah. Bro, we uh, could have clickbaited. We could have clickbaited. Come on. Nerdlet. 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 <laughs> I, still, I still try to figure out a good name for this game, but we're calling it Ellis's game for now. I think of a name. I have two. I have two statistical games for you today. We'll start off with the one in football. Welcome to my game for, for the first problem or first thing the contestants are trying to solve. I'm going to give you one quarterback and his stats from 2018 to 2020. Both split up evenly from 23 games where this quarterback had this player and 23 games oh, where this quarterback uh, didn't have this player. Oh, now, okay. your job is to guess the player and the quarterback. All right. With this player, this player, this quarterback, wait, played, let, wait for the bed. With this player, this quarterback played 23 games with 15.8. Point, uh, points per game, 31.8 pass attempts, 19.2 pass completions, 226.9 pass yards, 1.6 pass touchdowns, 1.2 interceptions. Without this player, this quarterback played 23 games also with 17.1 points per game, 33.6 pass attempts, two more without him, 21.3 pass completions, 256.4 pass yards, the same amount of passing touchdowns at 1.6 per game, and half a uh, Point percentage, point seven, uh, interceptions for this. So, guess can you guess the quarterback and the player? Um, I'm gonna guess Deshaun Watson and D Hop. I'm gonna go oh. Baker Mayfield OBJ. What are you going, Daniel? I was gonna say um, Diggs and uh, and Allen. No, but no, because it's not. It is. I know, it is I know. Jacob, hey. and it's Jacob with Odell Beckham. And- Odell Beckham, a little. So, yeah, so Baker Mayfield has all statistical categories better when he has Odo Beckham. Oh, off the field. yeah, I think I, I think I messed up the order. That's why I said oh, Diop. Diop obviously will make you better. Yeah, okay. sorry. Now, yeah. now we're moving on to basketball. And I'm going to give you four players. And you know what? Just you just tell me what you only have to guess the other three players, but I'll give you them. But just tell me the player with the best stats. What's his mm-hmm. name? All right. But and you're gonna get and I you'll know the position by their stats. Oh, what stats? We're talking points only. Points, rebounds, assists, and you're gonna guess the position okay. based on you know if, if the player has more rebounds, he's a center. Just tell so. us the stats. Tell us the stats. Ready? So if only this year, 21.8 points a game, 1.9 blocks, 3.6 assists, nine rebounds. All right. So keep that in mind. All right. This player, also power forward or center, has 18.6 points per game. Three point. Oh uh, no. 0.6 blocks a game, 4.7 assists, and 8.1 rebounds. And lastly, 22.5 points per game, only 0.2 blocks per game, but six assists and 11.3 rebounds. That is obviously the best stats. I think we can all agree. To, he also has, I think, the second highest field goal percentage, but pretty much the highest. It's very close. All three of them are very close in field goal percentage, so I didn't say it. Can you guess who this highest player is? And I, I want me to give you the first two players if you need help. Yeah, do that. Yeah. The first player I said was Anthony Davis. The wow. second player I said really? was Pascal Siakam. And this mm-hmm. third player is also power forward and center in the NBA. And go guess him. The oh. third player or the fourth player? Not I, I only third. I only give three. All right. It's not Embiid. It's not Embiid. Hold up. Ellis, Eastern or Western Conference? Do you guys want a clue? Yeah. Uh, Eastern Conference. Julius Randle. Is that 
Jeremy? That's my guess, yeah. What's your guess, Jeremy? Oh, Jeremy, Jacob, uh, obviously got it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a really bad poker face. I knew you were going to do that. It I is knew, I knew Julius Randle. Julius Randle is going out of his absurd mind. Absurd numbers out of You're nowhere. Good. So that's Very my good. game. Some interesting things to take in and look at. So yeah, so actually. let's move on to predictions. All right. Well, I was a little bit lost in the Dustin Nunn segment. I think our, some of our smarter big-brained analysts got it. So let's move on to uh, predictions. Ellis, where do the standings currently stand? It <laughs> oh. was miles ahead of everyone. Ellis is in last place with three. Jacob 10. has six. Jeremy also has six. And then there's old Danny Fox – who has nine? Oh wow! Actually, 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 no, 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 no. Who has ten? Out of ten, I have twelve. Ten out of twelve, because I got the Saints wrong, and I got. Let's so go. basically, I have pretty much clinched this week. No, you haven't. I've, I've been, I've just trust me. For me, I've been way higher and have not clinched. It's very embarrassing. Oh, you're, you and have you, no. Yeah, you can play it safe and. Keep picking what each no, player. no, no, but I'm not going to. I analyze no, the pick, game. pick what you believe, and yeah. you'll see in the soccer game. All right, let's rock and roll. Let's start off with uh five basketball games. We're going basketball heavy this week. Let's go, uh, someone we have a lot of agreement on. Uh, 76ers and Pacers. Just give me one person that feels strongly about the 76ers and why. Yeah, so. Embiid, Embiid is playing out of his mind. Pretty much the Spacer team is really good, but the 76ers team has, has been the best team in the East this year, so they're going to win, even though the Spacers team, all respect to them. Um, and everyone's taking the 76ers, so, you know, hats off yeah. to them. I mean, uh, just let's, the Lakers. Yeah, they did. Uh, well-played game. Let's go with Lakers and Celtics, another game we have much agreement on. Jacob, why don't you tell us why? Yeah, Lakers also playing some of their best basketball, not even up to their full potential. LeBron's LeBron. Anthony Davis, even though he's not playing as well as we all expected, he's playing well. Their third man, who, who else do I have? Caruso's been playing pretty well. Kuzma's been playing good basketball off the bench. Harrell, Montrez Harrell. Montrez Harrell's been great, yeah. And uh, they're looking promising for the rest of the year. To me, I feel like the Lakers are almost like, you know, like I described the Dodgers from baseball last year, and I was right on that. Yeah. My point is that, you know, I'm not saying the Lakers can never lose, and obviously they're going to lose, but I am ne- but I feel like it's the kind of team where you never predict it. Yeah, I agree in the sense that I see this as the 76ers-Pacers game and the Lakers-Celtics game is very same. Respect the Celtics, respect to the Pacers, but Lakers are a little step above. Well, Jeremy, I think one big difference, and with all due respect for you, I know you're more of a casual basketball fan. Well, I know in baseball, you you know you're watching the international prospects for the Dodgers. You're yeah. do, you're looking at their scouting. You're watching their low oh, eight games, and you're the only one in attendance. So I do think it's a little different. You knew the Dodgers were going to win because you've been watching them for what twenty seven years. Man, so, yo, I've been watching the Dodgers since I was in the womb. You know, on the day I was born, it was Game Seven. Yankees finals, and you know what happened? Finals, finals. The <laughs> the World Series, and you know what happened? The Yankees lost, and I vowed I would pick every final correct since then, and I have never been World wrong. Series, World Series correct since then, and I have never been wrong. All right, let's so let's move on to one more game. We have much agreement on uh, two wild animals going at each other: Bucks and Pelicans, Giannis and Zion. J uh, Fox, tell me why we're all picking the Bucks. Yeah, um, you know, I feel like the Bucks they started off a little slow, but they're starting to play some better basketball. And, um, you know, Pelicans have been a little very up and down. They're 5-10 and 10 this year. 
Um, and I just, you know, it's hard to pick against Giannis. I'll kick it over to Ellis. What does he have to say? Yeah, this Bucks team has been very good this year. Um, and actually, this Pelicans team does support a theory Dan has had that, you know, team building really matters because the Pelicans Wow. Pelicans have a really good collection of talent, but they don't really mold that well. They're shopping a lot of their players to try to get mold well. And as Daniel says, they're five and ten. They they haven't found their group despite their collection of talent. Because of that, Bucks are gonna win because Bucks are just I mean, I think the identity. Uh, the Pelicans, like with Zion, they're a really fun team, but they're not a very good team. Yeah. Well they have like they have like six, seven really good players. They just they gotta work out their kinks. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's really fun to watch. It's just they're not playing well. I mean, yeah. their their core is Zion, Brandon Ingram. So they've got they, they've got two really good young players that they rely on for the future. But this year just doesn't seem to be their year. So after much agreement, let's move on to games we have a lot less disagreement on. Let's move on to Mavs and Jazz. And since Jeremy's the only one to pick the Mavs, interestingly, uh, I'm gonna let him have first pickings, and then Jacob, you can uh, explain why you're picking against Luca. I mean, I think for me, it's essentially that they're starting with the young core. They've been playing very, very well this year. They have Chris Stapps, who's still relatively young, and obviously they have Doncic, who's very young. I think it's the regular season, especially, I just generally tend to pick a younger team with more energy, less pressure games. I go with the Mavs. All right, so as, as hard as it is for me to pick against Luka Doncic, right now, Jazz, hottest team in basketball they're on a nine game win streak they're 13 and four best record in the nba right now i believe donovan mitchell averaging 24 points a game gobert averaging 14 boards and three blocks a game they're playing good basketball their defense is solid they're scoring a lot of points give me the jazz yeah anyone else have anything else to say about this matchup yeah real quick i mean the jazz have been i know jacob touched on this but i just want to emphasize they've been really shockingly good this is a team with great team chemistry their whole team's performing well um, and, you know, the Mavs have been a team that's been shockingly not that good. Porzingis has been out a lot, but, I mean, Doncic has been playing really well, but they're 8-9, and nine, so I'm picking the team with the great form and the great chemistry. All right, let's move on to another last basketball game that we have a lot of disagreement on. Clippers and Heat were split right down the middle. Um, anyone want to touch on this one, Fox? Yeah, I'm, I'm confused why people are picking the Heat. I know, you know, they went to the finals last year, but they're 6-11. and 11. You know, they're really, they've lost four in a row. They're really struggling. And we know how great the Clippers are with Paul George, with Kawhi Leonard. And, you know, there's always questions about, you know, load management and how hard they're going to go. But at the end of the day, we're talking about a 13-5 and five team versus a 6-11 and 11 team. And I'm going to take my chances with the 13-5 and five team. So I'm, I'm going to agree with Dan on this one. I'm taking the Clippers. Right now, he's 6-11, Clippers 13-5. and five. Jimmy Butler's been out for a while, and he remains out. And, uh, yeah, they've been struggling a lot. They've pretty much – Bam Adebayo has pretty much been all by himself. I'm looking at the stats right now. He leads the team in points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, and field goal percentage. And you can't have that if you're going to be winning a lot of games. You need you need other players to play around. Tyler Hero's little streakiness in the in the bubble has been not, not been playing the greatest basketball. They're Defensively, they're giving up 113 points a game, which is not terrible, but it's not great when they're only scoring 106. Give me the clips. Yeah, so I know I'm surprised the faith that I'm not surprised. I'm happy that Dan and um, Jacob have so much faith in this team with Lou Williams, Patrick Beverly, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard all out for this game. And maybe and Landry Smith probably. I'm sure they did all the research and like this team is just so good that it won't matter. All the their whole pretty much starting lineup is Zach and they're playing reserve players. 
But because I, you know, I think the Heat have something in them. They're not playing well, but because they're playing, the Heat have a fire. You know, they're warming up. You know, they're burning yeah, inside. Bam's been playing well, and you know, I just guess I don't share Dan Jacobs' faith for the Clippers uh, G League team versus the Heat. But maybe, maybe they'll poop over. Well, oh, when you're up by seven, you don't need to do that much research. So I'll leave that to you. So our last matchups, a football matchup. Premier League is coming to a close, and Man City looking to close it out nicely. Um, we're currently on top of the league, and we're playing Burnley and Sheffield United. It should be very interesting. Uh, Arsenal versus Man United, another interesting game. Yet they look to be losing some steam. Um, Daniel, our football soccer analyst, what are you taking here? Sorry, I was just uh, crunching some last-minute analytics. But, um, look, I'm the only one here picking Arsenal, and I think they have the Arsenal to beat Man United. A little play on words there. Look, you got Party and Saka up the middle, and I really think that's the difference. I, you know, I've watched every game, and I just don't think that Man United has played the team with that much explosiveness yet this season. And especially with William healthy, he's had some off-the-field issues, but he's back. And I really think that that's going to be the difference between a thrilling one nothing game and an even more thrilling 2-1 to one game, you know? I'll go next. Um, I have Man United, my, my favorite team. And, you know, they just got played awful against the worst team in the league literally today when recording on Wednesday. And they played awful. They really they lost. And so – but before then, they had a 13-game win streak. This team is dynamic – and, and, and looks to be a little tired, but it's very dynamic. Meanwhile, this Arsenal team has been struggling throughout the season. They've had an uptake in form, actually, winning their last four out of six games. So they have been – they got themselves up to ninth. But, I mean, this team is three and a half games behind May United. And then the, the class shows indifference. Saka is a great young piece. But I think in the end, class eventually just pulls out from May United in actually a 2-1 victory. Can I just say, Ellis, man, we're united in this pick. I'm going man you. Yeah, so I'm also, just like Dan, I'm providing some pretty good baseball fan analysis of football. You know, I talked, I talked to Mikel Arteta the other day. He says uh, Arsenal's been struggling with some injury problems. And Bruno Fernandez, you know, all my research, is he's been one of the most efficient strikers or whatever position he plays in the Premier League this year. He's having one of the best seasons ever. Total and Rashford, goals. he's driving his Ford all over oh, the place. I love Rashford. And our wax for the week is drumroll, please. Dragon boat racing. This is actually a very cool sport to watch. Like legitimately, like not even capping. Like watch the sport. It is pretty much tug of rope, but you're in a pool and you're on and you're on like um canoes or not canoes, but the the, the bigger canoes, like much much bigger canoes. I'm I'm gonna switch up what they're called right now, but they're like triple the canoes. And you have two teams, and the middle of the canoes placed in the rope. And you have two teams, both of eight players. Nope, 11 players on each team. And you paddle. Each tries to paddle the other way. And whoever's team, whoever touches the rope first in the middle ends up losing the game. So it's a it's a one of pure strength. So, you know, Dan wouldn't be too good at it. But the rest oh, of us could really oh. I just, uh, oh. I just want to I just want to shout out. I think at Hopkins, we do actually, for once, I actually have a real life interaction with this. We do have a Dragon Button Club. And I think one of my friends is you actually? on the club. Yeah, we actually have a Dragon Ball Club, and one of my friends really funny. is in the club, so shout All out right. to her. Anyway, this really started at the beginning. Uh, this really started the Pearl River Delta in the region of China's southern Guangdong province. Uh, that. And that is our wacky sport of the week. And with that, let us, I believe it is time for us to conclude. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. And remember, stay tuned next week for a Super Bowl special 
last one went pretty off. I mean, second most viewed podcast so far in our history, young history of podcasts. So you can say that went off. First dance, first appearance on the show. So that went off. So Coincidence? Expect, well, it's not the first Dan. You expect you expect this one to go off as well, especially with you know the fire about to be produced. So so stay tuned for that. Also, you know, subscribe to our podcast, turn on notifications, and let and like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Deezer, Google, um, Podcasts, Buzzsprout, wherever you get your podcasts. That's you know normal platform. And like you know do all do all that podcast stuff you can do. Um, and yeah, and also YouTube, we posting clips now every week. Uh, highlights. Uh, some are 10 minute long, some are 30 minute long. Check out your own discretion. I think they're kind of fun. Uh, you can be the guess of that. But yeah, so it's who's on top uh, with an apostrophe. Like, subscribe, comment, turn notification bell. All you do that YouTube community and social media. Dan has finally come up from his slumber. So follow our Twitter at what.podcast, W-O-T.P-O-D-C-S-D, and our Instagram for uh, face face shops, yeah, Photoshop. Yeah, for face shots, (laughs) follow our- Photoshops, and you know, updates and polls. We we interact there too, it's a a good time over there, and we want more followers, we're lacking there. So follow Instagram at what.podcast, that's lowercase W-O-T.P-O-D-C-A-S-T. I think that is all the announcements for today. Uh, we see you next week on, for our big Super Bowl episode. Yay. Woot woot. Uh, enjoy your week. So, yeah, have your good week. I'm so excited, Ellis. Yeah. <laughs> he knows it's Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Finish the segment. <laughs> yeah, so have a great week without Daniel heckling you for Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Hope you enjoy the podcast, and <clears throat> let me clear the throat for this one. <coughs> Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.